0: hello and welcome to the your time to grow podcast if you don't know me i'm a certified personal and career coach who helps you minimize your doubts and maximize your potential and in this podcast i share my coaching tips my tricks uh, my knowledge my experience and it's wonderful to have you here Hello and welcome back to another episode of Your Time to Grow, the podcast dedicated to personal growth and self-discovery. I'm your host, Charlie, and today I want to share with you a little saying or mantra that my coach Lisa shared with me, and that is, busy isn't best. In a world that often glorifies busyness, I'm going to go through the unhidden costs and discuss the benefits of slowing down. I think it's true to say that our lives have moments, maybe more than moments, where it feels like a constant hustle. I know that I have worn business like a badge of honour, showcasing my packed schedule and overflowing to-do list to prove my own worth. Often to myself, like it's not that I share my calendar with everyone um, and say, look how busy I am. But I do, or I have... Uh, Spent time going, yes, look how much I've got done. What a hero I am. Um, And just generally rushed through life. No curiosity. Just really on autopilot running the show. Or my autopilot is running the show. And I'm just a kind of passenger. I'm not aware of anything. And actually, when I notice I'm on autopilot, It's now become an invitation to slow down, but I'll come back on to that a little bit later. I think the thing is that being busy all the time is detrimental to our physical, mental and emotional well-being. But I also want to acknowledge that busyness isn't inherently bad. We all have responsibilities and commitments and a certain level of engagement can be fulfilling and meaningful. And there are also seasons when life feels busier. So my kids are, what, 10, nearly 8 and 4. And life can be really busy, you know, not just with my schedule, but thinking about where they need to be, their after-school clubs. And actually, we don't do very many on the basis that I don't want to rush around myself and I don't want them to rush around Um, because when... Busyness becomes our default mode. When it's a constant state of being, it often leads to negative consequences. One of the most significant downsides of a perpetually busy life is the toll it takes on our mental health. When we're constantly bombarded with information, tasks, demands, it feels overwhelming. And I definitely feel that as a parent. You know, when I'm trying to, I feel it most acutely actually when I'm parenting and my kids need me. You know, I'm trying to do one thing, whatever that is, maybe I'm trying to multitask. Um and then there's like mum, mum, but I find it at work as well, you know, when I used to work in an office, you just start doing something and someone we'll go, can I just borrow you quickly? And they don't mean to draw on your energy. Um and obviously we can say no and again we'll come back to that uh, later in the in the podcast but it can feel overwhelming and this leads to stress, anxiety and even burnout because our minds need time to rest and recuperate. And that endless stream of busyness leaves little room for that. And actually, I wrote a, um, a blog post uh, a couple of weeks ago now. It's called um, The Power of Slowing Down, Why It's All About the Mindset. And in it, I was telling my coach, I was talking about the story, of, you know, telling my coach, Lisa, that I'm always running on a hamster wheel that's how it feels like I'm rushing from one thing to the next never seem to have enough time to slow down and enjoy life and she told me to slow down further and I was like uh oh. I thought I was I was like I am slowed down look how you know look how uh Little things there are in my diary. Look at all the time where I just sit in my chair and work. Like it's very quiet. It's peaceful in the house. Everyone's at school or work or whatever. But the truth is that she wasn't really talking about my time. Yes, there is an element of that. But it's all about the mindset. And when my mind is busy... It can't rest, and then I wonder why I feel physically exhausted. And one of the most signif- significant downsides of a perpetually busy life is the toll it takes on our um, uh, mental well-being. I've already said that, sorry, um, but it also can strain our relationships because as we rush from one thing to another. It's challenging to find quality time for our loved ones. It's challenging to find quality time for ourselves, right? And this leads to feelings of isolation, disconnection, which can erode the foundations of our closest bonds. I definitely have experienced this in my own relationship Um I've experienced it with the relationships, with like friendships. So I used to joke, actually, when I went back to work, I was like, oh, my gosh, this work is really getting in the way of my social life. But it was true. Like, you know, when you when you particularly when you go return back to work, you go from having this really hopefully close knit community. Where you go to baby groups and you um, you meet up for a coffee and it's all very chilled. And then you go back to work and they're like, you know, you say to your friends, right, when, when will I see you? And trying to arrange space in your diary is really hard. It takes a lot of effort. And a lot of those friendships fall by the wayside. Um, and that's okay too. You know, I am a firm believer in friends for a reason, friends for a season, friends for life. Uh, you cannot stay friends with everybody. But... Um, you know, it, it can, you it really easily, without meaning to, find that you've drifted away. And as I just said, it also, uh, busyness also encourages us to neglect self care. Hands up who skips meals, sacrifices sleep, foregoes exercise. How many of you actually, when, when I was doing the workshop the other day, the masterclass on, um, uh, like embracing the power of now being present, the idea of, um, not going for a wee, how many of you do that? You really need a wee, but you're just like, I'll just do this one thing. I'll go for a wee after that. And it gets to a point where you're like, oh my gosh, i like, I really need to go now. Um, I do that. I also don't drink. So I'm, li- I'm as I record this podcast, I look over and there is a pint of water that's been sat there for an hour and a half and I'm actually really thirsty. But instead of drinking it, I'm like, oh, I'll have a drink in a minute when I've done the podcast. I'll have a drink in a minute when I've finished up that workshop. I'll have a drink in a minute, in a minute, in a minute. And suddenly it's three o'clock and I haven't drunk anything all day. And I do that far too frequently. It's partly because I don't want to have to go for a wee, <laughs> but it's mostly because I'm too busy to even take a sip of my drink, which sounds ridiculous, but it's also really true. And the long term consequences of neglecting our health can be severe, right? And then there's the issue of creativity when we're constantly occupied. There's no room in our minds to wander and explore new ideas. And some of history's greatest inventions and artistic masterpieces were born during moments of leisure, not in the midst of a chaotic schedule. But there is a silver lining. Slowing down has got numerous benefits. It can lead to increased creativity, improved mental health, stronger relationships, better physical well-being. And I want to share with you a few strategies to help you embrace a slower, more intentional pace of life. And it's not just about taking stuff out of your diary. It's not all about removing stuff off your mental load. But that is part of it. It is a mindset shift. And it's not easy. It's You're going to fall back into the autopilot of busy, busy, busy. That's okay. Treat yourself with grace and kindness. Because it's really easy to do. And actually... My experience is it takes a lot more work to be present and slowed down. So first strategy, prioritize self-care. Make time, create time for activities that recharge your mind, body and soul. I I talk about self-care all the time. I don't care whether you read a book, go for a walk, practice mindfulness, whatever it is that is self-care to you. Make time for it because it's essential to your well-being and in my own experience and my experience of working with busy women it falls to the bottom of our list every time I've got a friend she's just gone uh, back to well not back to work she switched jobs right Uh, but it's it's more work it's three days a week instead of two and um and she said to me the other day, "Should I really miss our runs?" And I was like, "I miss them too. We used to get up and go at six, six or seven in the morning, and then I would be back in time for my partner to get his train, and she would be back in time for her partner to get his train or to get ready for work or whatever else we were doing." But she is so exhausted from the new job, which she loves, um, that her you know her priority is, uh, of exercise has gone out the window. And you know, I said to her. Like give it time. As you settle down in the new role, you'll you'll find time. The, you'll you'll build your resilience um, to to the hours and stuff like that. Like I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. Um, and you know, like our relationship is good, and we will get back on track. But definitely, I find it summer holidays. I have an idea that I'm I'm going to get up at six and I'm going to go for my run, which I do during term time. Absolutely no problem. Love getting up at that time of the morning. And yet I don't, I don't prioritize it. And I, and I know that I could exercise with the kids and I know that I could do 10 minute hip bursts, but I don't, I don't prioritize drinking. We, you know, like we just drinking water, I mean, by the way, (laughs) obviously I don't prioritize drinking with the kids. Um, But you know, I, my self care goes out the window in the summer holidays. And that is when I'm much more likely to lose it with the kids and shout at them. If I'm tired or hungry and I'm not looking after myself, everybody suffers, including me. So self-care, whatever that looks like to you, prioritise it, make time for it, make it a practice um, and be kind if you don't achieve it. Uh, The second thing is saying no. So it's okay to decline commitments that don't align with your values or that overextend you or that use your energy um, without giving you anything back. Learning to set boundaries and prioritise what truly matters uh, can significantly reduce your busyness. And another question that Lisa got me to um, think about was like, what's the impact of this? What's the impact of this on me, on my energy? You know, and maybe you've got a really busy period coming up at work. I've got a couple of clients who've said to me, "Well, you know, this this is our end of year. It's going to be really, really busy." So it's like, okay. So how can you? So what we worked on the the you know few months before was how can you build up your energy reserves to make sure you've got enough to give um, through this busy time. So some of it is, you know, saying, actually, I can't come out. Some of it is saying no to other requests on your time. Some of it's delegating. It doesn't always have to be a no. It can be a I can't do it now. Can we do it in a month or um, whatever it is? But considering the impact on you in the first place and your energy and your reserves um and your time and you know all of that is really important and everybody will have a different threshold so you know some people will say nope can't do that um I have to get back for you know picking up the kids and other people like yes I can do it as a one-off and then create a boundary around that and other people are like yep I'll put my kids in after school club Whatever it is, it's fine. There's no wrong answer. It's what's right for you. And the third thing is being present. So, as I've already said, the world is full of distractions. Practicing mindfulness can really help you engage in the moment. It can lead to more meaningful interactions with others and a greater appreciation for the world around you. And actually, uh, an, another little saying I'm saying to myself at the moment is being present is the antidote to overwhelm. Because uh, if, if, you know, we're uh, using this idea that busyness is a mindset in addition to actually physically being very busy. But if busyness is a mindset, then that's where we get caught up in our thinking. And if we are fully present in the moment... And it's not every moment of every day, but if we're fully present as much as we can be, we are not caught up in our thinking. You can't be both. Because if you're thinking, you're away with the fairies, right? Past or future. Uh, past, yeah, past or present or future. Um, and so you can't be present. So... Uh, I've forgotten what I was saying. Ha! But so, yeah, so being present is the antidote to overwhelm, is what I was saying. So as much as you can, practice mindfulness. And it is not like I'm not going to lie to you and say, oh, it's dead easy. I've changed my life around from being mindful. Nope. I sit down for my practice and my brain goes a million miles an hour. In fact, it almost feels like my brain speeds up the minute it knows I'm about to meditate. Um oh and I've oh I need to do this, and oh, let me that pop thought into my that thought popped into my brain. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah, it's not it's not uh it's not an easy path, but I've noticed that you know, having really made a conscious effort to practice mindfulness for twenty twenty three I notice now where I'm overwhelmed, I'm busy. I see the signs sooner, I'm able to do something about it quicker, um, and I'm much more present. And, you know, I've, I've shared that with my kids and they now call me out and they're like, mummy, why are you so busy? And I'm like, do you know what? That's a really good question. Let's just sit down and do something. Let's do something together. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be much. Maybe it's sitting, having a cup of tea together, telling a story, um, Maybe, you know, in the workplace, it's taking five minutes. Maybe you want to implement Mindful Mondays with your team. It doesn't matter. Like, whatever it is that works for you. And I think the last thing I want to say is, when we are busy, it's often because we are we believe that we have to be busy, that in being busy, we can do more. But I have not found that to be true. <laughs> um, and I'm a pretty busy person. I find it really difficult to be still and quiet. And, I, and whilst I think I might be, and maybe I am for you know, my seven-minute morning meditation, if you said to me, do you fancy going and reading a book in a field? I would 100% say yes, but would I actually do it? Probably not. Because I'd be like, well, what's the point of it? You know, what have I achieved? And so my final question to you, when we're, when you, and we... Are thinking about being busy and how important it is to our status or our, you know, um, our worth or whatever it is, is how can I create impact in a shorter amount of time? Because quite often we think that, like more doing more, is the way. And it and it isn't, but it feels like it is, and. So now I look at things and I say, okay, what's the impact of this on my time? And how can I create impact in a shorter amount of time if it's something that I want to do? I'm going to share uh, an analogy, I guess, um, with you that I shared in the masterclass. And it's going to be difficult because I'm going to have to describe it. So do your best I will do my best um to to visualize it but I want you to imagine that there's a certain amount of bandwidth and and the way that I visualize this is a rectangle doesn't really matter what size and it's full of like squiggly lines you know almost like you've stuffed um I don't know a load of Cooked spaghetti in a rectangle. And those kind of squiggly lines represent your thoughts. And when we feel busy, when we're like, oh, I've got to do more, I've got to do more, um, because only by doing more will I prove how amazing I am. It stops the wisdom. Of our, you know, inner voice or intuition or whatever you want to call it. Getting in. Because there's no space. And we only have a finite amount of bandwidth in our mind. The box, the rectangle is only so big. We can't increase it. But when we are present when we can see that we feel overwhelmed, when we prioritise self-care, that spaghetti, this isn't a great example, but bear with me, starts being removed. And suddenly our rectangle is clear and that allows space for the wisdom to get in. That's where we access our higher self. That's where we can say, okay, what is it I really need? It's rest. It's not just sitting down. That that refills my cup in in some ways. But it's actually just rest. Doing actually nothing. And being okay with that and being aware of the impact that that has. And that if I spend half an hour in a field reading a book or just lying, looking at the clouds, then it frees me up to do other things and it allows me to have a better day. So, um, I'm not 100% sure that all that made sense. (laughs) But if you, if you want to talk about it, if I do actually have a, it's called an impact filter and it's six, seven questions that you go through, um, to look at the impact that the thing that you want to do is going to have and how much energy it's going to use and, um, and how much time it's going to take. And if it's worth your time, ultimately, then, uh, get in touch and I can, I can help you, um, Help you with that, and I can also help you with the the bandwidth, um, you know, box, and uh, and send you an actual picture of what I mean because I think it is probably better drawn out um, than it is me trying to describe it over a podcast. And I think that it would be beneficial for me to do some kind of summary <laughs> of what we've said or what I've said. So, in conclusion dear listener, um, I'm encouraging you to challenge this idea that busy is always best and instead embrace a more balanced and intentional way of living and acknowledge that by slowing down we can save a life's moments, we can nurture our own well-being, we can cultivate deeper, more meaningful connections and we can have a greater impact. I hope this uh, podcast has inspired you to consider your own relationship with business and consider the many benefits of a slow, more deliberate pace of life. And as always, remember that your worth isn't determined by how busy you are. So until next time, take a moment to breathe, relax and savour the richness of the present moment. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope you found it helpful. If you did, please share it with your friends and family. And if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to me. I'll see you back here soon.